The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase Podcast. What up, Cap? Thanks for hopping on. All right, Sparkles. You got me. You know the saying. I woke up, got some coffee, and I'm hoping the Cubs find a way to win a baseball game against a bad Tigers team. You have won four in a row, and I know there's no gimmies when it comes to the Cubs, right? Look, the Cubs have you know, this team that there are days they bludgeon people, like the Atlanta Braves when they get 16 runs, and you go, wow, they look pretty good. And then there are days where that offense just looks awful and i know cleveland's you know, a solid baseball team but they're certainly not world beaters to the point where you can't score at all and you go two for 27 with runners in scoring position i mean that's just that's just awful that just can't happen so yeah wake up grab a cup of coffee and find a way to beat a really bad tigers team you got jake arietta on the hill and you're facing the worst team in baseball you have to go in and sweep that series. That's not a two out of three. That is, we beat your ass. Now on to the next challenge. But when you, you know, give away games like they did in Cleveland, after coming off a really good run, sweeping the Dodgers when no one saw it coming, take two out of three from the Pirates, you have got to find a way to win this series and win it convincingly. Yeah, exactly. And... There have been some bright spots. How encouraged have you been by even Chris Bryant looking really good again? Jake Marisnik, Matt Duffy have had some big hits. Guys like Adbert Alzali in the rotation looks to finally be developing, finally developing a pitcher. And then Nico Horner's come up and looked pretty good also. Yeah, I like Nico Horner. I like, look, Marisnik's a journeyman player. He's yeah. never going to be confused with a star. Mm-hmm. Matt Duffy, I call him like, our mini little DJ LeMayhew. He gets the bat on the ball. He plays. You need me in the outfield? I got you. You need me in third? I got you. Like He's a real solid glue guy. But you need glue guys to win. That's just a fact. You've got to find a way to start putting guys in position that are not home run or strikeout. That's what they had too much of. Mm-hmm. Chris Bryant looks good. I don't know how... His wrist is today after getting hit. Uh, Rizzo has been really good in his approach at the plate, but he's got to come up with some more pop for you. He's got to drive in runs. So, look, there's pieces there that you can build with going forward. I just don't think it's a championship-caliber team right now. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, talking about the offense, it seems like they're trying to manufacture runs kind of with the stealing and being aggressive there. They're third in baseball with 26 steals. So I guess, you know, they can't hit them over, at least get guys in position, right? Yeah, they don't do a great job at situational hitting. That's their problem. Like the other day. They get a man on second to start in extra innings as part of the rule. And I don't mind that rule. Well, now you got first and second. And you got Ildemaro Vargas up who's hitting a buck whatever. I don't care that he had a double the other day. He's Ildemaro Vargas. He's not going to put a lot of fear into opposing pitchers. So you ask him to do something that every major leaguer, pitcher or position player, should be able to do. 
get a bunt down, move my guys over, and then a ground ball up the middle. Don't even need a hit. A fly ball, and I've got the lead. And guess what? He can't get the freaking bunt down. That's situational winning baseball, and they're not very good at it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, before this season, I thought the Cubs, as is, maybe they win about 85 games at best. Now, I know that the trade deadline, they're probably going to sell off pieces, guys that are not extended, whether it's a Brian, a Baez, a Rizzo, who knows. Including that group and even add Contreras, who I know still has a year left. Do you think one of those guys at least gets extended beyond this year? Or you're looking at these guys, get, get whatever you can for them. Look, I'm not trading Anthony Rizzo. Agreed. People go, well, yeah, because he's your guy. You're on the radio with him for the last several years and have a great relationship with Anthony. Look, if Anthony Rizzo wants $40 million a year for 10 years, I'm going to tell you, can't do it. See you later. Thanks for coming. But I think he's being very reasonable as requests. You have the culture in the room matters. So I can't believe that a three-and-a-half to $4 billion franchise can't find a way to pay Anthony Rizzo? Come on. Now, Chris Bryant, I love Chris Bryant, and he looks like the old Chris Bryant. But he's had his share of injuries since the World Series winning year when he was the MVP. Now, if he's telling me I want 10 years and $30 million a year, I can't give you that. I can't go thir- uh, 10 years with anybody. But if he says, yeah, okay, let's do five years at $125 million, $25 million a year. Bryce Harper's making 26. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me I can't get Chris Bryant five years, six years tops? Wilson Contreras, I want a guy that plays with that passion. The one that concerns me is Javi. I love Javi. Gold glove defender. I just see him reverting to that hitter that he was like in 14 and part of 15 where he isn't showing great plate discipline. So again, is he looking at his countryman, his best friend, Francisco Lindor, and going, well, he got 300 and whatever, 84 million. Okay, give me 200. I can't do that. If you want that kind of money, I have to see that kind of production. So again, I would talk to each of these guys I would set a number that I'm comfortable paying, probably add 10% on top of that because any good negotiation, when I talk to my program director at radio or TV, when you talk to your boss, any good negotiation, you feel like you didn't quite get enough and they feel like they paid you just a little too much. That's a good negotiation. One side shouldn't kill the other side. Yeah, that's very true. Now, before we hit the uh, White Sox side of things, I know... With the Cubs, I know this is too far off in the future, but we saw the, Reese, the the Forbes list come out of the most viable baseball franchises. Do you think next year the Cubs open up the purse strings? You know, uh, is the pandemic truly over? Can you tell me that? I don't think you can. I don't right. think anybody can. Uh, they lost. Anyone could come on and say, well, it's Tom Ricketts. He's a billionaire. Nobody can afford to lose $200 million in one season, and then they're going to have you know, losses this season. So truly, are they, is the pandemic going to be over? What are my projections financially? Are my sponsors going to renew? What is my marquee deal look like? So that's where I see, you know, the big question. And if you 
let Javi go or you let mm-hmm. whoever go, then are you replacing them and thinking we can turn this thing in one to two seasons and we're going to sign Trevor Story or the top pitcher on the market or they're going to go get you know whatever the biggest name out there is or are they going to say we're going to take a three-year approach here we're going to see what Brennan Davis does and Braylon Marquez and Keegan Thompson and Adbert Alzola like how many of those young kids because what you would hate to do is you know what we got to go out and sign a 350 million dollar outfielder and then Brennan Davis comes up and you're like oh my god Mm. we're paying this guy the league minimum and he's phenomenal why did we write that other check you better know what you have in your system before you start going out hog wild just to spend money because you know as well as anybody will Mm -hmm. that sometimes you look and you think we've got to spend in free agency free agency is not the cure-all for any team it's drafting and developing and maybe just maybe they do have six or seven young players alzali as i said keegan thompson justin Steele, brennan davis Braylon Marquez, Miguel Amaya, Nico Horner, Cole Roderer, Ed Howard. I just gave you nine names of guys that they have that they believe are all going to be factors at the major league level. If they're accurate on them, it certainly changes what you go and do in free agency. Yeah, hopefully those guys in the minors are, uh, you know, the, the next crop, the next core or stars. So I'm excited. You know, like I said, Azalai and Nico are just two of those guys that we've seen, and hopefully there's more coming, and that would definitely be a good thing. Now, switching to the Sox, a few more questions. Um, so I, okay, so I said a few weeks ago, I think the White Sox, their talent is ultimately going to carry them where they're trying to go, which of course is the World Series. I know LaRusa had some hiccups, and I'm not excusing them. He's been accountable. But I also expected growing pains for him after not managing for a decade. Yeah, I like the hire. If you, I know you listen to me on the radio or TV. I like the hire from day one because I feel like you get a tactical advantage when you hire Tony Larusa. Uh, I would not have even considered AJ Hinch because mm. I don't condone what he did. Right, and I would have a tough time saying. Yeah, I know, but he's a good manager. He cheated, and it went on under his watch. One of the worst cheating scandals we've ever seen. They should have been stripped of the World Series title, but we have a guy in the commissioner's job who I think is simply overmatched and shouldn't have that role. Um, So, look, Tony's had his hiccups. You've got to know the rule. I blasted him on the air. Mm -hmm. But I've never wavered that he's still the right guy to be in that dugout. And all I know is that the moment you and I are taping this, at 10.59 on the 14th of May, they have the best record in baseball. The best record in baseball. But unfortunately, there are so many people in the media, in the fan base, that painted their narrative the day he got hired or even got rumored when Bob Nightingale tweeted it, horrible, we can't have this guy. He's the third winningest manager in the history of the sport. What if you wake up in October and he has you playing in the World Series? Mm -hmm. Are you going to finally come around and go, maybe I was wrong? Because even, you know, the guys I work with, I hear them go, well, like I was arguing with Jeff Meller today. Well, maybe they should have three more wins, Jeff. Every manager is going to make mistakes. No one's perfect. 
They have the best record in baseball. They had Tim Anderson spent a stint on the injured list. Lance Lynn spent a stint on the injured list. You don't have Robert. You don't have Jimenez. You started an outfield yesterday of Danny Mendick, Billy Hamilton, and Andrew Vaughn. If I told you that and you were playing the Twins before the season started, you'd have been terrified as a Sox fan. They swept them. So let's see how this plays out. Yeah, what would you consider a weakness for the Sox that would prevent them from reaching their goal? Or would getting guys like Eloy and hopefully Luis Robert back enough, like just kind of like making like a midseason acquisition? Yeah, I still think they have to go out in July, if not sooner. I'm not saying today. Mm -hmm. They have to go out and they're going to have to add another bat that plays in the outfield. And I'm talking about a quality bat because what if Eloy feels like late August, um, getting close, and then has a setback. Well, the trade deadline's gone. You're you're screwed. And the same thing with Luis Robert. Till I see him out there on the field testing that hip and going, yeah, I'm good. I can't trust it. And I've got a team that if this continues, they're going to win that division. And they're going to the playoffs with expectation, with that pitching, with that bullpen, that rotation, that they can win the World Series. Grandal may not be hitting well right now. He's still a real quality major leaguer. Abreu, stud. Nicky Madrigal, real solid in that role. Tim Anderson, stud. Mancata, stud. They've got players, man. And Andrew Vaughn's going to be a beast as he continues to get more seasoning. So your mean Mercedes, is he going to hit 9,000 for the rest of the season? He's not. But they've got a good group in there. I like their manager. I like their pitching coach. They do have to add something else as protection. I doubt this happens, but could you imagine if the Cubs traded Bryant to the Sox? Yeah, I don't see that happening because the price yeah. that they're going to ask for Bryant will be high as long as he continues to perform at this level and stay healthy. And to send him to the White Sox, they're going to ask for even more. So I that I don't see any scenario where that happens. Agreed. Yeah. And as far as Eloy, I couldn't help but think of the correlation with Schwarber back in 16. Like, can you imagine, like, Eloy coming back in October and being that dangerous bat? Yeah, that'd be a very good comp for what Schwarber did. And then you got to hope that he takes the next step because yeah. Kyle never did. Right. Kyle was, you know, Mark Silverman, who we worked together at ESPN. I've called him a beer league softball player. That guy that comes up. It just either mashes the ball over the fence or makes it out. And I thought when they got Kyle Schwarber, this was an elite hitter that was going to flirt with 300, was going to put the ball in play all the time. And I don't know if Joe Madden did him a disservice making him the leadoff hitter. Then they had to send him back to the minors. He's a really good dude, man. He's great in the room. It just never developed. So Kenny Loy come back with this heroic presence in the postseason and then take his career to the next level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and then of course, the Sox rotation has been really good too. Carlos Rodon has just been phenomenal. Carlos Rodon, I thought at the start of the year, we did our preseason breakdown on Cap J. Hood, and I, and I asked Hoodie, who's your X Factor? He said Dylan Cease. Mm-hmm. For me, it was Carlos Rodon because Dylan Cease is 24, 25 years old. He throws 101 miles an hour. He's got a plus curveball, plus slider. His command was a little spotty. He's been really good, but I kind of knew that guy's stuff so good, he's going to be solid. He'll be okay. My concern was 
you know, looking at Carlos Rodon, he non-tendered him. You gave him one year at like five million bucks. Is he going to take advantage and say, I'm going to prove to all of you mm-hmm. that I belong in this rotation? Because he's certainly pitching like it. Yeah, exactly. I have one more shout out from a friend of yours. Brian Hedger says, hello, Mrs. Talking Sports with oh, you. Oh, my guy. Brian's the best. Yeah, he's been great. I love doing my TV show with him back in the day, and now he's off in Columbus. Yep. Great dude. Yeah, he's awesome to talk to and get and, uh, get some hockey knowledge from him, but uh, I definitely wanted to share that from him. And thanks so much for taking some time to hop on, talk some Chicago baseball. Anytime for you, man. You know that. I gave you myself for a reason. You got it? Use it. Absolutely. Well, I hope you have a good weekend, and hope we'll see what the Cubs and Sox do this weekend. Yep, the Cubs should beat up on Detroit, and the White Sox should beat up on Kansas City. Let's go. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, and and have a good rest of the day. You too, man. See ya. Three, two, one, zero, zero.